Welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're back to discuss the finale of The Bear, Bracchioli, written by Christopher Storer and Joanna Kahlo, directed by Christopher Storer once again. Thought this was a really great finale. I believe that Jeremy White's performance, <laughs> uh, his monologue, Jeremy Allen White got him that that uh did he get an Oscar? I know he got a SAG award. Yeah, um he got a Golden Globe. Yeah, that's what he won, the Golden Globe. And I think Oscar's just for movies. <laughs> but that that performance was really, really good. That monologue stood out and it emphasized my points I was making last episode about how much we have not even really explored the the anatomy of the person that is Carmine and his relationship with not only his family, but himself and some of the things that came out in said monologue were surprising and it leaves even more open to dive into which also reemphasizes why <laughs> there i'm not saying you can i do not i am right there with rick and morty I'm not going to tell you how to watch television, how you enjoy and ingest your TV show. It's how, you know, that's susceptible and as it should be or objective, whatever the right word is for that, you know, but I personally don't find myself invested in any shipping because there's so much more outside of that that needs to be addressed and I find Sydney a very relatable character I know she's got her haterations I think it really stems from maybe misunderstanding her character or not fully understanding her motivations she's out for redemption and in that quest for redemption we have her motivation and it is certainly coming from a more uh what's the word i want to competent emotionally stable place i mean it's full of insecurity clearly but it is certainly leaps and bounds above the emotionally and traumatic place that Carmi is coming from. And we finally at this episode got even his motivations going forward. And yet that's something we knew about Sydney very early on. And thus, when you have those two leads juxtaposed to each other, her insistence can feel as if it is it is intrusive upon his trauma 
But once again, these people are not friends. They are co-workers. This place is a business, not a therapy center. <laughs> and I think that that sometimes that rationale gets lost in the default of rooting for the character you feel the most empathy for. And I still think people believe that Sydney did not accidentally give that risotto as if she really had something. I feel like uh, a lot of the fans on Reddit. Yeah, I actually dipped on Reddit. Uh, the ones I've seen for the Sydney haters are just, they've taken the position of Richie. <laughs> like she just come in here. Uh, think she could make all these changes putting my boy putting shit in my boy's ear now she out here trying to make a name for herself trying to jump on your credit i could see i could see the wheels turning and it's unfortunate because you've heard my commentary regarding richie (laughs) and the mindset that is where his character growth is going to have to and that's fine this is about growing a show about growing so it's okay if I dislike or find myself annoyed by a character or even liking a character but annoyed by their actions that's part of what it's supposed to be these are not presented to us as absolutely unflawed people they are presented to us as people who by working with each other are going to learn to grow we got what sydney's flaws is she's impatient (laughs) and she has a little bit of a chip on her shoulder due to her own past failures that has landed her what she said millions of dollars in debt marcus wants to be a pastry chef carmy is looking for the approval of his brother and what that means for season two i'm not quite i think it's going to be a lot of going that that continued tug of war and i'm okay with that before we jump into the recap well we'll really be a review more so than a recap because i watched this no lie yesterday (laughs) um wherever you're listening Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Go down to the range section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Like and share. If you want to send feedback for the next show that I'm doing, which should be devs replacing this. I remember someone told me this show was good. That show was good. But it was at the same time I was watching Westworld and they're like, yeah, it's got some of those same components. So I was like, well, I don't want to watch two shows with very similar because now i'm just gonna sit and critique back and forth and that's just not gonna be (laughs) i'm sure anyone on the other show is gonna be like well or vice versa like i didn't watch that show so what the fuck are you talking about but since i got hulu back i am going through my list and this show is next up on it so if you want to send feedback for devsbuckercouch at gmail.com. Let's start with Sydney since we have been already discussing her character. 
she spends most of the episode cooking in her apartment it was nice just to see her dressed uh not up but basically outside of her kitchen attire and i understand the show is very much about the beef the show is going to be in the kitchen and revolving around that not a huge uh personal exploration at least in this first season definitely but it was nice to see the character looking you know not just in her her kitchen uniform slightly annoyed always constantly putting fires out she was in her element and she's cooking for marcus who is there and sticking to their interaction i thought this was very nice just to see two people of color in a scene discussing you know things with each other such as her being like when i went to the cia not the government cia he's like okay good because i thought you were a spy just things like that it felt once again familial brotherly sisterly he thanks her for all that she taught him she makes him this fire ass fish dish she says she went and explored her food palette all over the world including in new york and had the best dish of her life which it turns out was carmy's so i'm sure shippers everywhere But it really does contextualize her adoration, her idealization of Carmi as an incredibly talented chef. That's where her interest is and in learning from and being taken under the wing of such talent is what she is uh, motivated by, as I stated earlier. And then we have Marcus, who is like, yeah, I'm just going to go back and we'll just work it out. And I'm like, no, Marcus, you fucked up. You've, if you fucked up so bad, you didn't, you didn't apologize. And I felt like you needed to. Carmen did something that made me happy. It's like, oh, hey that was so funny when he came around the corner and marcus is just first and foremost if you left on bad terms with your boss the next day just don't slump your ass into work and just go to your station like nothing happened no let's talk but i did laugh with (laughs) karma creeped up on it by that corner hello and even though ibrahim requests his his uh attention instead of what he would have done in the past showing some growth he says no i'm not gonna go leave mid-conversation and not finish what i need to do i'm gonna address what i need to address in a moment and i'm gonna finish what i'm doing right now and that is apologize for tossing his donut that was absolutely delicious by the way 
across the floor and all they had to do was say have marcus be like yeah but i got caught up and he even mentions that to to sydney like is that normal and she's like yeah no you get crazy in the kitchen that that's it's gonna test your your mental capacity especially when you're put in a creative environment but also a high stressed environment so you're you're encouraged to do your thing but you're also meant to be on top of your thing and if you ain't on top of your thing then you need to put that shit aside that's just these are just the facts (laughs) but she makes rather an excuse for it the same way that carmy did when they need to actually get him to understand what responsibility is and he's got to put that first before he dresses anything else this is not your playground this is a place of business and i would think sydney out of everyone would be because carmy certainly doesn't fully treat it as a place of business but sydney should have been like yeah but dude you really fucked up with the cakes we also learned that sydney's dad is on a CPAC. it feels as if she does not have a lot of respect for him <laughs> at all she's a little bitter about having to move back in dealing with that smell however however she is able to because she talks about going back to ups starting somewhere else and you can understand sydney's at least i understand sydney's a little bit of uh disillusionment because she idolized carmy so much she never thought and she explained to him i want to be and to marcus i want to be at a place that people come to because the food tastes good it doesn't need to be james beard award-winning i'm not looking for my name to be out there i'm looking for a place in which i can have community i tried to go out there and make a name for myself that shit hurt me it broke me i don't want to be at some place putting parsley on and that be my only my only benefit continuing on with people screaming and yelling and emotionally breaking me down i don't want that type of life i want something despite as as uh chaotic as the beef was it could become something a little bit better become something that can offer really great food but not with all of that baggage that comes with the high profession of the culinary world so when Carmi has his mental breakdown and she is despite taking all of the hits from everyone else she's hit the disillusionment with her her idol that's when she considers moving on because she's not going to allow herself that she has a line it was crossed my line would have been crossed a long time ago but that's just me uh we'll get back to well we can actually finish up with their interaction because carmy sends her a text message and just says acid (laughs) it's just like uh question mark your dish needs more acid and then she says well shove it up your ass i'm here to tell you right now we don't care let me tell you you (laughs) we don't care 
that's when Carmi says my behavior was inappropriate she's like no shit and then he says your station is waiting for you chef notice despite everyone asking about sydney Carmi was very much taking over her duties not acknowledging the fact that she quit she might not be coming back he several times tried to open the restaurant for business for lunch without sydney and he never managed to actually do it it was a quite a few times and i think that was a telling sign that he does not want to do this without his partner and his partner is sydney he needs his partner i think acknowledging the value he has for her goes a long way in analyzing how he feels about his own behavior and how he acknowledges that shared ideology has to be shared and it can't just be what and when he wants because he needs sydney and when you have a valuable asset that's that's the the what comes with that type of business partnership so it's not going to take into holy account carmy's personal background and i think that's the separation with that emotional intelligence that i think is heavily missing in society and should be preached preached a lot more in school uh what else with sydney not too much other than she comes back at the end and she's like what the fuck and then they have that moment once again if shippers were intending to ship this would have been the episode that i felt most would have been even trying to push in that direction and that's just because they really made a point of saying sydney and marcus they have personal value to Carmi. He cares about them. And more particularly, Sid was on his mind this entire episode. Like even when he talked to Tina, which I suppose we can get to Rich, uh, to Carmi now. He's like, you look like Sid. <laughs> Not like, oh, you're dressed in our uniform. It's you look like Sid. once again it does not have to be romantic but it certainly i want to put a nail in this coffin (laughs) uh points out the the importance of his relationship with her going forward in his own uh in his own journey that he has going for him right now carmy after having a nightmare which he is um of course rehashing a lot of his feelings regarding his brother he's thinking about his past behavior he's thinking about marcus there was i think it was a flash of marcus i know there was a flash of sydney and his issue with the bear coming out i'm really glad they brought back these analogies and he decides to go to an 
AA meeting. And I think that that is one of the understated things they're doing in this show is that Carmi is seeking help for his issues. He knows he needs it. And then we get the wonderful monologue from Carmine, which informs us quite a few things that his brother, as I, even when I saw that flashback, you can see the the glow in his eyes that he has for his brother. And growing up, he thought he was his best friend, but that's the thing. My brother was so charismatic. Everyone thought he was his best friend or was their best friend. And uh, they got into this restaurant business, but his brother never let him work into in the restaurant. He said he never spoke because he had a stutter. He never had girlfriends. So he's pretty much an introvert. Uh, <laughs> and his and his thing with his brother that they shared was their love of cooking. So he decided to go out and and become the best chef he could be and despite all of the abuse that he suffered all of the studying the more his brother didn't acknowledge his success the further into it he went until things just became silent where he just isolated those people out of his life and he was able to just focus on the food and that ended up calming him in a way that he no longer has to deal with the emotional backlash of that. And now his brother has killed himself and worse, he doesn't even feel like he knew the man that he idolized so much. He or worshiped so much because he didn't know he was doing drugs. And then there's a moment later where Richie's like, yeah, everybody fucking knew. It was so obvious. That's gotta hurt because here you are thinking you had this essential relationship with this person that was your was your end all be all, except he was dealing with things that you couldn't comprehend. And it's it's all uh turning into turmoil into itself, churning within Carmi as he said like fuck you I'm gonna go out watch me and all the accolades no matter what happened his brother never got back in touch with him until he killed himself and left him his restaurant he doesn't know what the fuck to do with it with those emotions I thought once again breakout performance scene uh that he goes back into work Tina's there she's like who's going is Sydney coming in? <laughs> Again, everyone's ignoring her clear resignation. But he's like, no, I'm going to take over for her. He ends up apologizing to Marcus. He ends up getting the note from his brother. Uh, I might be getting these out of order. No, 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 I am. Because he said he had gotten when he woke up, there was a missed call from Cicero Cicero wants them to host a bachelor party because of the debt that he owes so now Cicero gets to do I'm wondering if this is what Cicero did to his brother and what how he got into the drug game I, I don't know 
but I feel like there's a lot more to be explored with Cicero's character because sometimes the people that supposedly help you out is the people trying to keep you down or use you for their own benefit and it seems as if this place could have been something and I, I still think there's a lot of unpacked things there so Cicero has these unruly people he's not even there for this bachelor party Richie's outside with Carmi like fuck your brother man <laughs> I loved him but he he was an asshole and now we have to be on the hook for for hosting and it feels like to Richie he has he has a uh, and that's his you know I know I give Richie a hard time but clearly he has heart somewhere in there and I think he's lost himself getting caught up with with uh, his best friend but he's beginning to resent and understand maybe those weren't always the best of times and that's a hard thing to acknowledge to oneself but when a fight breaks out Richie gets arrested because he ends up assaulting a guest that was uh going for Carmi and that's the thing he's he's always shown that he's willing to do outrageous things like shoot a gun in the air <laughs> well, but I thought it was kind of badass how he grabbed that dude's uh arm he's about to punch Carmi like I don't fucking think so Carmi mentions that too like I'm not like these guys I'm not built tough I don't have the the street cred that everyone else has I'm kind of looked at as you're not like them like sugar in a lot of ways I'm not I'm not about this this life this um they're supposed to be Italian I don't think I realized that (laughs) until I was watching an interview I was like oh really (laughs) I can believe that of Richie but I didn't think that of Carmi at first but Richie goes to jail. And I get locked up, they won't let me out. They won't let me out. Locked up, they won't let me out. No, they won't let me out. Locked up, they won't let me He has a moment with his daughter on the phone where he realizes I'm never going to be the hero in this in this child's life. I've already fucked up too much. I've done too much. He is charged with aggravated assault instead of manslaughter because he almost killed that guy. And he comes out and he's like, Carmi, you're the only thing I got because Carmi is able to post his bail. But this is serious. This is a serious issue with Richie. He has anger problems. He needs to go seek some counseling (laughs) for, for his anger problems. And he gets back to work. And then that's the moment where Tina was asking. They're like, no, we're just going to open up once again. And uh, he has that moment where he goes to light. Because it looks like things are just going to, you know, we're going to figure it out. But then we realize that he still, despite his, his opening up at AA, he's not he's not okay he's not good because he goes to light a cigarette and this was 
this was uh predicted a few episodes ago when he talks about a fire and it being set and he's watching it and he's like if this whole fucking thing burns down and then you put the fire out yeah 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 then you put the fire out but you see in that moment that he zones out that he's not there that he's absolutely in a place where his brother may have been and that freaks richie the fuck out because he even says you're all i got and i'm watching you and even like you okay, like you're good he had to slap him a few times like no you're not here are you good yeah i'm good he's like uh-uh, you're not you're not back yet you're not back yet and he he gets him back and he realizes at that moment you know what i gotta fucking give him this letter because he he needs this he needs something and so he does finally give him the letter as he sits next to once again if i was looking with shipper goggles on the last place sydney was <laughs> by her locker but he is looking he is lost and i think when he gets the letter from his brother he's like what the i love that moment where he's just like what the fuck richie what the fuck what the fuck <laughs> you know this means more than it should and he's like he doesn't apologize which he should have but he's just like i i knew he would have been gone at that point because that means he he really did leave his brother in control and if i'm being the best friend i'm supposed to be i'm supposed to be supporting him not trying to to shit on what he wants to do and thus he gives him the envelope and he carmy accepts that and that's when he goes outside and he he finally it gives him the courage he's like two things he really doesn't want to confront what the fuck is in his brother's letter and also dealing with talking to sydney and he doesn't know how to even convey it but she doesn't even need that much other than i was wrong this would have been better as i i mentioned previously if it was done over a series of episodes but i understand i fully get why it would have been a shorter arc because this would have been a really good tight first season of a series and it wrapped everything up and i think i would rather i know honestly i would rather have that than than um than things left open with a possibility of and then you don't get the second season you can't do that unless you already got the second season in the bag so after opening the the card it just says i love you let it rip something he said to him when he was a kid showing that despite the the distance between them he did love his brother he didn't hate him despite the resentment brewing particularly from Carmi's side against his brother but also desperately wanting his love it created a, a, a very emotionally abusive relationship in its own particular way and then what's crazy is Carmi did the exact same motto with his sister uh another well-acted scene on the back of it it has a spaghetti recipe which he is going to make for family 
But as he opens the small cans, as he was told, there's money inside of it. So they shut the place down and they they find a shit ton of cash. I'm sure it's it's this account that he was putting the money into. So clearly he wanted to do one thing for his brother, which was leave him a legacy in which he can create his own into his own versus what he was avoiding him doing previously was getting caught up in the legacy I think of their family which seems to involve a lot of mental health and drug abuse possibly or criminal activity I don't think he fully comprehends that but I think once he starts to understand because I was under the impression he knew about his brother's addiction that he just didn't even know his brother was addicted tells me that he cut him out so that he can his memory of his brother would be on a pedestal and not the reality of what that life and his life truly was and Carmi's gonna have to his eyes are gonna be awoken to that and the one thing he did for his brother I think was to try to cut him away from it that is when Sydney returns and you know they start talking about the improvements And then she says, what are we going to call it? And that's when they close it, the doors and and call it the the bear. Uh, That's going to be opening soon. So that was the bulk of the episode. Tina had a moment. Ibrahim been through some shit, right? Like he just been through some shit. I'm 100% nigga. Nigga, 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 nigga. I'm 200% nigga. Then you had the moment with Tina where she finally has assimilated and she says, look, I love that kid, but I I didn't know what the fuck was going on with him. (laughs) And I think she really wanted him to also know, Carmi, you're loved. Yes, I keep calling you Jeff instead of chef. (laughs) But what we're creating here, what you're creating here, it's good. She acknowledged that verbally to Richie last episode and she's acknowledging that to Carmi this episode. Like, don't stop. Don't give up. Uh, Let me do what I need to do to support this. And I thought that was a really strong scene coming or growth coming from the character. And then we get the, the moment where the episode ends with family meal being the spaghetti dish everyone loved and Carmi thought was overdone (laughs) I'm really happy that the second season is going to premiere in June I got it marked down on my calendar I don't know which day yet but I am eager to see what they bring for us awesome show once again if you want to send feedback for devs buckercouch at gmail.com My social media will be below. Like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.